Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's Holy Word. Thank you for joining me. Good to be here today. Amen. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to the cafe. Today we're studying Romans 4 and we're looking at the beautiful, wonderful scripture in Romans 4 that instructs us of all kinds of just great, deep spiritual truths. And today we're talking about the blessing of salvation. Do you know if you've been saved, you've been incredibly blessed. Now, you may say, well, that's an understatement because if you understand what being saved is and avoiding hell and the grave and so forth, but there's a lot to it that we don't quite maybe think about or understand that Paul points out in the scriptures about the blessing of being saved. And so if you're in uh, the book of Romans or turn to the book of Romans chapter four, our text verse is Romans four, seven through nine, and then we'll back up a little bit and look uh, at the, the beginning of Romans four here saying, blessed are they whose iniquities or sin are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. And so what we're looking at here today is something very simple. Why are we blessed by God forgiving our sins, right? And who is eligible to be saved and how, okay? And so why are we blessed? We are blessed to be saved, amen. Uh, If we back up here in Romans 4, I'll read a little bit here. I'll just read down from Romans 4, 1, uh, down to verse 10 here to understand the context of this verse. Uh, Paul is writing about Abraham, also David. Here we see Romans 4, uh, starting at verse 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And so we have here Romans 4, verses 1 through 10, a picture of what it means to be blessed uh, through salvation. And the idea generally that Paul is writing about here is blessed is the one that the Lord is not going to put sin on their charge. Blessed is the man to, to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Blessed are they whose iniquities or sin are forgiven whose sins are covered. Covered by what? The blood of Christ. Amen. And so we are blessed when we're saved 
because we are turning to Jesus Christ and we are accepting his free gift of salvation. And God is then seeing us clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And this is the idea of the substitutionary death, the idea that Jesus died for our sins. And when we do that, when we look to Christ and when we accept him as Savior, we are then no longer guilty of all the sin in our life. And we understand that God is a holy God. God cannot stand sin. God will not stand sin. God will judge everyone according to their sin, right? Now, we that are saved will be spared that uh, through what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. We will be forgiven past, present, and future of all sins because we've believed on Jesus. That is the miracle of salvation. That's the blessedness of salvation. But think about this. What about those that are not saved? They will then be judged upon every sin in their life. And sin is a, a monster of something that is in the life of every person. Uh, the belief you might see like on a church um, handbook about their core beliefs or their foundational beliefs would be the depravity of man or the depraved man, the idea that there's nothing good in us as humans, not just men, but women also uh, beside God. Amen. And so when we don't have God, even our good works are an abomination to God. And uh, the devil could use what looks like good works as something to pervert uh, God's gospel. But the good news is that we've been forgiven for sins when we accept Jesus Christ as Savior because to understand why that's such good news, we have to look at what happens if we don't accept Christ as Savior and we are judged on our sins. Well, then we are judged very harshly because sin entered the world with Adam uh, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve. And ever since then, every man that has lived, every woman that's lived, every child that's lived has sinned. You say, oh, Brother Clark, I know some good kids. Look, uh-uh. I've got kids and I love my kids and they're great kids, but they got sin in them. Amen. And we could see that sin. We could see them tell a little white lie, so to speak. We could see them um, try to trap, you know, trick each other, trap each other. They're almost twins. They're only uh, 10 and a half months apart, if you can believe it. And they fight all the time and they love each other. They're best friends, but they fight a lot. And it's a great picture of our natural self you know, as these children are natural self. In fact, the Bible says that we are to come to God as children, which means that we would recognize because those kids do, you know, did you tell a lie? Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to, you know, did you hit your sister? Yeah, I didn't mean to, you know, they recognize their sin. And so we must recognize our sin, but there are many out there that are too proud that are following some form of the law where they think they're doing good works. They think that their works justify them. They think that they, uh, that, that they can get away with living in this world uh, uh, at odds with God. And God, I believe, as, as I've been instructed, as I've studied the word, has largely withheld his wrath. And so all of the wrath we see in the world is just uh, the devil stirring things up or the consequences of sin or all these things. But I believe God largely has withheld his wrath and that people won't truly see his wrath until the time of the judgment. And if they have not accepted Christ as Savior, they will be judged for those sins. And so clearly, um, God being a righteous judge, 
uh, it's, it's going to be very, very scary time and they will spend eternity in hell. I believe it with all my soul, as hard as it is to believe, uh, as, as people that we love that will reject the gospel and say, Oh no, I don't want them to go to hell. Well, if you don't want them to go to hell, keep being a witness to him, keep praying for them, keep showing them God all around them and, and how God has shown himself. The Bible says that God has shown himself clearly through nature so that people are without excuse. And I'm paraphrasing there, but it's true. You can see God in the stars. You can see God uh, in in the animals, in creation, in all of the incredible, wonderful ways uh, that we've been made, you can clearly see God. And so we have to continue to be witnesses, but we also should thank God that we've been saved for the blessedness that comes with salvation because we are not imputed um, on that sin. And what's really amazing about it is our, our forgiveness comes only in belief. And so we are taught in school. We are brought up, even in the work world, to do something to get something, right? Study hard, get an A. Go to work, work hard all day, get a pay raise, right? Um, Fill in the blank, you know, sports. Train really hard and be successful in sports. And all of these things may be true. But what's so funny is when it comes, funny or interesting or unique, when it comes to the faith, God's saying, no, you can't work. You can't do any of those things. You just believe. You just believe and you're saved. Now, let me say, we are to study the word. We're studying to show ourselves approved unto God. Uh, we should never uh, be ashamed of studying the word. We should never hold back from studying the word. Uh, I could preach a series of messages on how when we seek God in his word, he'll reveal himself to us. Uh, in fact, that is uh, one way I believe to, if you have a believer, you're not going to argue or an unbeliever, you're not going to argue them into salvation. But what you could do is urge them, say, look, just read the book of John. Just, just read Matthew. Uh, you know, give them some of the gospel, something to start out with in the New Testament that they can start to kind of chew on and think about, right? That explains Christ's earthly ministry, what Christ did. Uh, yes, I know someone out there might be saying, well, what about, uh, you know, Paul's epistles, which is for us Gentiles, amen, in this uh, church age? Yes, of course, give them those too. But let's start with the bite-sized stuff that kind of helps paint the picture of what was going on historically, what happened, how, you know, painting the picture of the law. In fact, the Old Testament's fantastic for that because you can read the Old Testament and you can see how much God's chosen people transgress the law. And if we're honest, we'll say that's no different than who we are today as sinners, that we can't keep the law. No, the law was meant to simply show that we can't keep it. And so when we realize all of this, we realize that we are truly blessed to be saved, to be saved by nothing but faith. Um, and we are saved from this wrath by the shed blood of Jesus, right? And so in verse seven of Romans four, it says saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Well, how are our sins covered? They're covered by the blood, by the blood of who? By the blood of Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us and was buried three days in the ground and was risen miraculously by Father God. Father God rose him up from the dead to show us that he truly is the son of God. And when we believe on him and we believe on our risen Lord, we are saved. Amen. It's as simple as that. It's so simple. I've got, again, young kids and I, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm teaching them this 
And I know that God's going to have to work within them to save them. I know that all I can do is plant the seed, but we've been planting those seeds and uh, I believe they're going to come to harvest soon and they're four and five years old, but they can kind of understand what sin is and they can kind of understand the idea that God had a son because, you know, their son, their daughter, they understand that. And if they can understand that, literally anyone uh, that's of age can understand this. Amen. And when we understand this, we believe when we believe we're saved we are saved from the wrath by the blood of Jesus, the precious blood. And you say, well, why the blood? And I've preached a message on this before. The blood had to be there because the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And so Jesus Christ, he walked the earth perfect. He was the only person to ever walk the earth perfect, sinless, right? And so when that sinless, spotless lamb, that perfect lamb was the perfect uh, propitiation, the Bible says, or full payment for our sin debt. And it's no longer on our charge, amen? And so we really need to keep this in mind, the idea that God himself saw what happened in the Garden of Eden, saw man fall, and was not surprised by it. He already knew in his foreknowledge because he's perfect and he knows everything. But God himself said, I'll fix this I'll send my only begotten son, Jesus, who will be obedient to me to do my will, to die on the cross, to shed that perfect blood for all of mankind and for everyone. And it's already been done. All we need to do is accept that free gift of salvation. We literally just need to pray and ask God to say, Lord, uh, we know that I know I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. Please, Lord, save me. I believe on Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I will live for him. I I will truly live for him. That's all you can do. And yes, some people will call it repentance. And yes, I believe we need to repent. I mean, how can you say that you're a sinner and then not be repenting, right? So yes, it's repentance. Yes, after we're saved, we want to get baptized, ideally, to show publicly. But but the baptism doesn't save us. Um, And just being sorry doesn't save us. What saves us is belief in Jesus Christ. That's what saves us. In fact, if I have time here, uh, Romans 5.1, I'm going to dig it up here. Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See how Romans 5.1 tells us we're justified by faith, okay? That gives us peace with God. We're reconciled with God. We're brought back to God. And, and, and here's the second part of the Trinity, through, through our Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That means that it had to come through Jesus. In fact, Jesus himself says the only way to be saved is through him. Keep this in mind today. Thank God for your salvation. If you're not saved, accept him today. If you are saved, share this with others. Let them know that, that you care, you want them to be saved. And it's so simple. We just have to have faith. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.